Hey Amarillo, I'm Jason Boyette, and you're listening to Hey Amarillo, the interview podcast featuring some of the most interesting people and stories of Amarillo, Texas. Hey Amarillo is sponsored by Bivens Point. Bivens Point is a wellness community that offers rehab and recovery services, long-term care, and a BeFit outpatient therapy clinic for senior adults. When it's time to help your parents or grandparents make rehab or nursing care decisions, check out BivensPoint.org. That's point with an E. So another special episode this week. One of the most popular features of this podcast is the section toward the end of every episode called Eight Straight, in which I ask similar Amarillo-related questions of every guest. Now, over the summer, a couple of my most popular episodes were Eight Straight-only episodes, in which I brought a series of guests uh, into my studio and asked those guests to answer those questions. So today's Eight Straight episode, Eight Straight Volume 3, features Bahari Ritter of Tekla House and Ritter Collective, Kale Hawley of Waypoint Advisory Services, and Sabrina Meck of the Amarillo Economic Development Corporation. Here they are. Bahari Ritter, welcome to the Hey Amarillo podcast. I appreciate you being here. Thanks, of course. So before we get into the eight straight questions, this is an eight straight only episode, but I do want to let you introduce yourself, tell uh, what you do, how you ended up in Amarillo in the first place. That's a loaded question. Well, <laughs> or not a loaded question. Unload that loaded. question then. <laughs> um, so I own a photography business called Ritter Collective, and I also run a photo booth business called Sidecar Photo Booth Co. Sidecar just started this past year, so that's my newest venture, and I actually still haven't really done a full launch so yay <laughs> and that's, that's the kind of thing that like if somebody's having an event you bring your photo booth set up to that event and they can kind of get, get the pictures taken and then it's texted to them and post on social media all yep. that kind of stuff and printed so you actually get a full four by six print so we're really excited to bring it to Amarillo I feel like Amarillo needs a good thing that will help market for people as well as be a fun party favor for different weddings how did you end up in Amarillo in the first place we ended up in Amarillo back in 2014 because of my husband's job. So we moved here. We only had one car. And actually, it was funny because we were going to buy a moped mm-hmm. when we moved here <laughs> that I was going to drive around because I'm like, oh, it seems like a small town. Like, I'll just drive a moped around it may town. not be a real moped friendly <laughs> So then as community. soon as we got here and I saw all these huge trucks, I'm like, uh, nope. That's not happening unless I have a death wish, but, and I don't, so. And you but said that was the first time you moved here. The you... first time. So we were, we came, we conquered and we left. Okay. <laughs> the, the reason I say that is looking back and thinking that we only lived here for 10 months, it kind of blows my mind how much I feel like, not to give myself a pat on the back, but how much I feel like I was able to kind of delve into the community, get to know people. I don't know. I just kind of got here and my heart just like flooded into the city, just meeting everyone here. Everyone was so welcoming. And when we first moved here, I got a job at Palace in mm-hmm. Canyon. And that actually kick-started my, my community of people. It really helped kind of guide me into a new place. You know, I'd never moved away from home. So it was really cool to come to a place that I now call home. So Where are you from originally? Did you grow up somewhere else? Ohio. Okay. So born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Kept there until we moved here. Pretty simple. And then... So we were only here for 10 months. We moved away for a year and a half. And then, oddly enough, so Jake's job, usually they don't move the same person to the same place twice because he was in a training program the first time we moved here. And then his placement year when he gets placed in a job position, usually they don't like you to be where you trained. But they asked him to come back to Amarillo. And I I feel like it was 
there was a reason behind it. And what does he do? He's in HR, kind of a random place to come for HR. But yeah, it was really cool to, to come back. And ever since we've been back, we bought a house, are looking to start something. Well, I started something called Tecla House, which basically we're just going to open our home to local artists and musicians to okay. come and do house shows. Uh, we found out that we have six inches of concrete all around our house. So we actually had a house show a couple months ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, my neighbors are going to hate us. They're going to call the cops. Like, and it was just really mellow music. It wasn't anything crazy, but I walk outside, I shut the door and you would just think that nothing is happening anywhere. Total, total soundproof. So it's, it's really cool. And I'm really excited about it. Um, one, one of the big things that I'm really passionate about is community and bringing people together and being inclusive. So I want all people to feel welcome. And before we get to our questions, I, I want to ask you to contrast Amarillo with Ohio. <laughs> I know there are probably a lot of differences you could name, but I mean, tell me one way that this area is different from where you grew up. One's yellow and one's green. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one are we? Yellow. <laughs> um, but in terms of the landscape, I love the landscape here. The wide open spaces, the canyon is unlike anything. Like I know people here are like, oh, the canyon, the canyon, the canyon. And I'm like, oh, the canyon. Like anytime I can get down there, I love going down there um, to hike or to photograph or anything. In terms of finding community, I really do feel like the people that I've been surrounded with here all are trying to achieve a greater goal. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to be a part of something because I feel like Amarillo has this momentum that's building upon itself. And it's just really cool to see all these people that are wanting to make Amarillo better. Oftentimes I've met so many people that I know are so good for this community that have been like, I'm moving. And then a year later I found out, or I find out that they're moving back. They came back. Yeah. (laughs) And so... And we came back, you know, that was totally unexpected. And I'm so glad that we did because it's just so cool to be a part of a community that's constantly growing, constantly changing. You can be the first of anything here, really. It's the perfect time to be in Amarillo because you really can do. It's a dreamer's dreamer's city, I think. If you start a business, it's the place to do it for sure. Okay. Let's get to the eight straight questions. Okay. I'm going to ask you these questions. Your job as my guest is to answer those in whatever degree of detail you'd like to. So the first one is easy. What's your all-time favorite Amarillo restaurant? Asking my favorites of anything is really hard because I have too many favorites. Um, Canyon doesn't count as Amarillo, does it? We'll say local restaurant. Okay. So it'll count. I would say barrel and pie. Okay. Yeah. Relatively new on relatively new square adjacent in Canyon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really delicious though, and I kind of love to say that I got a sneak peek into it because we did a preliminary photo shoot with them okay. prior to them opening, and it was just really exciting to be able to taste everything that they were going to offer and just be a part of that growth again. And it, I mean, it's part of some really exciting things that are happening there on the square in Canyon too. Yeah. I mean, that area has totally been to changed be, the last few years. To be honest, we joke that had we moved in, had we bought a house now, we would buy it in Canyon. Right. Because <laughs> it's the perfect walking, you know, square and so many businesses are popping up over there. Okay. The patio at Joe Taco is amazing. We have two dogs, so I want to go there all the time, but it seems kind of pointless to pop our dogs in a car to go to a restaurant. Right. But if we lived in the canyon, it'd be the perfect place to walk to. Okay. What's your go-to Amarillo coffee shop? You mentioned Palace already. Is that, yes. is that still your place? Palace and Evocation for sure. Okay. Both of those. I bounce back all the time, but 
working at Palace, it's kind of my home, you know, and it's kind of where I started with meeting everyone. So what does this area have too much of? Confederate flags. Really? Yes. <laughs> that blows my mind. Every time I see that, I'm like, where, like, where, where do you see Confederate flags? Like on vehicles or in yards or? Vehicles. Like they'll either be decaled on the back or flags sticking up on each side of a truck or, I don't know, it just kind of blows my mind. Is I mean, is that something that surprised you when you first, I mean, Ohio's not the South. Right. Texas is kind of the South, I guess. Some people wouldn't say that we are, but when you first came to this area, is that something that, that caught your attention? You know, when you're in the Midwest, you hear, oh, Texans, like they got their big trucks and all that stuff. But coming here, I didn't see that mm-hmm. right away at all. So like when I did see it, I actually think I was more surprised, oddly enough, with how welcoming the people that I've met have seemed. I think I'm just shocked to find outward expressions. Yeah. Of, whether it's racism or you know, whatever they're holding on to right. from, from history. Can, can you tell me as, as someone who didn't grow up here, there are people who might see that and think nothing of it, but when you see like a Confederate flag on a truck or in somebody's yard, what does it make you think? I know this might be, I think it makes me feel sad more than anything. I think especially I wouldn't be lying if I didn't say I saw my color more living here than I did in Ohio. Okay. If that makes sense. So for for (laughs) people that are only listening to your voice, describe, maybe describe your, your heritage or your color. I'm Iranian. So Iran is probably more readily understood. So a lot of time I'll be like, oh, I'm Iranian. And they're like, where's that? I'm like, Iran. And they're like, where's that? Iran? Oh yeah, I know Iran. <laughs> You're just I... <laughs> not saying it right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, go are you ahead. like second generation, third generation? I mean, my parents moved here and met in college. So, first generation, or would I be second generation? That's so I the guess, thing that I, I guess. I always... guess your second generation, you've grown up here, right? They did not grow up here, Correct. so they immigrated here, right? That's why I always get idioms wrong. I say the wrong things all oh, the time. <laughs> that's that's fine. <laughs> So what does this area not have enough of? Mm-hmm. People that love the wind. Really? That that love it instead of complain about it? Yeah. They need to love it. Why? Because. <laughs> and I don't know. It always, this is like the most cheesy thing to say, and I will totally admit it, but like anytime I'm out in the canyon, I feel the wind. It makes me feel alive, which I don't know. I I love shooting photography in it because it's just whimsical and it adds interest to Yeah, it adds interest and I don't know. I just love the feeling. <laughs> okay. I, that, that may not be a popular opinion, but I, I respect the opinion. Well, so. maybe because I didn't grow up with such wind. So now that I have it, I enjoy it. Okay. But if you grow up with it, then maybe you hate it. We What's, always want what we can't have, right? Right. That's probably <laughs> accurate. What's your favorite building in downtown Amarillo? The one with the gold doors. The Santa Fe building. Santa Fe building. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Why do you like it? It's pretty. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it's different from the other buildings. Downtown, yeah. For sure. um, I just really like the gold doors. Liking a building for gold doors is perfectly fine. <laughs> I just don't know the history of Amarillo that well to have a favorite building for more than aesthetic. That, unfortunately. Aesthetics is, that, that's fine. That's a perfectly <laughs> but, reasonable 
reason to like a building is yeah. having cool doors. So. What's your favorite kind of Texas panhandle weather? You've already admitted to liking wind. So storms. You like the storms? All day, every day. If I could go out. So actually, recently, I camped at Mariposa. Mm-hmm. And a storm was coming in and it was the craziest thing. And I have no idea how this happened, but it literally was a donut around us, but not on us. Okay. So you look in every which direction and you see lightning bolts. And that's why I love the open skies because you can see everything from miles and miles away. And my mom said something really cute when she came to visit, when she came to visit us the first time we moved here. Um, she says, I just feel like the sky is hugging me (laughs) because in Ohio, you know, you're just like stuck between trees, which is beautiful, but, but you don't get a view. You don't get a view of the horizon. You don't get a view of the storms. You look out and you see like this little square of the sky and that's it. Mm. But yeah, the first time I drove through a storm in Amarillo, I was totally blown away by all that you could see. When was the last time you visited Cadillac Ranch? I'm shocked to say this, but March. (laughs) Okay. So recently, was it a photo shoot? No. Okay. uh, My family came in town, all of them. So my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother-in-law, and my two nieces and my nephew. So of course, you know, they're eight, five, and three. Mm -hmm. You have to show them the Cadillac. Yeah. For kids to spray paint. They think it's like the coolest thing ever. So. All right. And then uh, I want to get you to identify with uh, a certain camp, I guess, Pack-a-sack or Tootin' Totem? I'm actually going to say Pack-a-sack, and I don't know if there's a rivalry. Ri- rivalry? <laughs> I can't say the word. Rivalry? Um, or not. But the only reason I'm going with Pack-a-sack is because before we moved here, we were broke college students. So actually, the way that we found a place to live was coming to visit I worked at Delta at the time, so it was free to fly to Dallas, and the flight from Dallas to Amarillo was so cheap that that was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, when we came to scope out Amarillo to find a place to live, we actually couch surfed. <laughs> okay. I don't know if anyone's familiar with couch surfing. I'm familiar with it. Okay. I didn't know there was too much of a couch surfing community in Amarillo, though. Yeah, but what's crazy is that that couple that we stayed with literally opened us up to all the people that we know now. Okay. So as I was scrolling through Couchsurfing, because to be honest, it feels a little sketchy Mm because you're not paying for a place to stay. It's free. So you envision this couch in like this dirty house, which it's not. There's many people on there that are It doesn't have to be a couch. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have to be a couch. Um, But yeah, so I was scrolling through and they were really like-minded. They were videographers and designers. And as a photographer, I'm like, oh, cool. We kind of all have the same thing in common. So we stayed with them. And they're like, you haven't been in Amarillo until you've gotten an iced tea from Pack-a-Sack. <laughs> right. So we got iced teas from Pack-a-Sack. We got coffee from Palace. We went to the canyon. They kind of showed us everything. And that was kind of our in to learn about the city before we even moved here. Cool. So. Um, okay, so that concludes our eight straight questions. Uh, Bahari, I like to end the episode by asking my guests to endorse something. So what is something that you would want local people to know about or to experience? I always say Coyote Bluff, but that's not right. Wildcat Bluff. Wildcat Bluff. (laughs) Um, No one is ever there when we go, and it's so beautiful, and I don't know. It's a cool thing that they're trying to do. Do you like to go out there and hike or look at the... As I mentioned, I camped at Mariposa the other day. We hiked at Wildcat Bluff, and it was really fun. 
Okay. Just a nice kind of brisk, easy walk. It's really yeah. pretty. It's, it's not a strenuous hike. No, it, not it at all. It is an interesting place to walk around. Yeah. It's kind of funny because you can see the one tall building in, in downtown Amarillo. Right. <laughs> so it's just funny to be, you know, right outside the city and then you can look in and see the city. It's just funny to see, you know, Amarillo is kind of this little square and anything outside of it is just flat. But my favorite part about Amarillo is the fact that you're literally pretty much right smack dab in the middle of, of the country. Mm-hmm. So it's perfect road tripping. Yeah, that's true. You can road trip anywhere and it's not going to take you three days. Right. So You're, you're not going coast to coast. Right. You're just going the middle. <laughs> yeah. Those are the places that I absolutely love going to. Well, Bahari Ritter, thank you for being on the podcast. I yeah, appreciate it. Definitely. Kale Holly, thank you for being on Hey Amarillo Podcast. I thank, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about it. Good. Well, welcome to the show. We're, we're doing an eight straight only episode. But before we get into those questions, I want to let you introduce yourself. So tell me who you are and what you do. Sure. I'm Kale Holly. I'm the Senior Marketing Advisor for Waypoint Advisory Services. Uh, we specialize in compliance for credit unions and uh, some consulting work for them, uh, which in comes the marketing side of, of what I do. Not born in Amarillo, but I've lived here all but maybe six months of my life. Uh, this is home. We love the people here. My wife's from here. All of our family's here. So we really, really enjoy being here in Amarillo. And the work that Waypoint does, it's not just for, say, the credit unions you see here in Amarillo, but it's it's a more regional sort of focus. Right? Correct. Yes. We have the entire Texas pay and handle. We've got clients in the Permian Basin, the DFW area, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Colorado, New Mexico, with, without getting too much in, into the weeds of what kind of compliance it is, I mean, give me an idea of what the job entails. What, what sort of things do they need you for? Sure. So um, banks are regulated by the FDIC. Credit unions are regulated by the NCUA. Uh, we basically come in and make sure that all their books are, are where they need to be uh, for the NCUA audit when the NCUA comes in. We come in ahead of them to make sure that they've got all their I's dotted and their T's crossed. And we do everything from the regular standard accounting to their Bank Secrecy Act, uh, make sure everything, again, is is above board and where it needs to be. And your background is not financial or accounting or anything like that. <laughs> not at all. Not so. at all. The funny story is my, my degree is actually in biology. I probably know more about marketing or forgot more about marketing than I ever knew about biology. And, um, you know, they, they were looking to grow and just happened to be talking with with one of the founders one day and he said hey why don't you come work for us we need somebody to help us grow you know proactively as opposed to just kind of organically so and was that barry that barry was lynch. barry yeah barry lynch okay so let's let's get to the questions uh, you know okay. the drill you've listened to the podcast i'm going to ask you eight straight questions okay. your job is to answer those in whatever degree of detail you would like to okay uh, if you don't answer in very much detail then i'll press you to try to get more of an answer awesome. so just be aware of that okay all right. What's your all-time favorite Amarillo restaurant? There are so many good restaurants in Amarillo, and it, of course, it's kind of cyclical. So my wife and I try to go out on lunch dates. We figure that's a great time to kind of reconnect, and we don't have to worry about where we're taking the kids because they're typically in school. So right now, I'd have to say Roosters on 34th and Bell. Okay. Uh, they've got great sandwiches, breakfast and lunch joint. Um, the owner is from Europe, I believe. Yeah, Carolina Esposito. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And... Uh, her, I tell you what, I like to get the, um, it's this spicy chicken melt and it's fantastic. 
Yeah, we have, uh, I, so I write for Amarillo Magazine, and Carolina and Tanner contribute pretty often to the magazine. So I've gotten to talk to her about dishes from her native Poland and mm-hmm. the things that they're doing here, introducing some of that stuff. And so it's a, it's a really unique um, sort of little restaurant. I mean, it's yeah. got flavors that are not your typical. Yeah, Texas absolutely. Panels. Right down to the dill chips, I think they are. Mm-hmm. Those are fantastic. I could eat a pound of those, I think. Okay. What, uh, what's your go-to Amarillo coffee shop? I would have to say roasters. And it's funny because whenever I first started drinking coffee, I wasn't a coffee drinker at all. In fact, you'll probably see me more times than not with a Diet Coke in my hand. But people wanted to meet for business at roasters. And I thought, okay, we'll give this a try. And now I've become kind of a coffee snob. Like mm-hmm. I have my favorites and, I, and people swear they can't taste the difference. But I know the difference between a Jamaican blue and say um, an Ethiopian, mm-hmm. and I swear I can t- I can taste the difference, and I really love the Jamaican blue over there. Uh, do you do you have a specific roasters location that you frequent, or I bounce back and forth between Bell and Sonsi, pro- or excuse me, Col- uh, Georgia and Sonsi. Right. The the Bell location is new, but uh, probably the Georgia more than any. What does this area have too much of? Too much of um, empty buildings. And, and I've thought that for years. We've got a lot of empty buildings, and, and certainly the downtown project is helping to bring some of those back. But and I understand it. You you, you grow a business and you want to move out, and instead of moving into an existing building, well, let's build. So I sure would like to see some of those old old vacant buildings filled up again, particularly like in the downtown area, the warehouse district. Yeah, you know. yeah, they're they're just really neat buildings, and and. As many people are, uh, I guess, opposed to the downtown project, I really like the way it's being revitalized. Uh, I love what Oklahoma City did with Bricktown several years back and, and just kind of giving those buildings a facelift and, and making them a part, of the, a part of the cityscape again, I think is really enjoyable. What does this area not have enough of? We don't have enough outdoor venues for sporting events, uh, particularly for youth sports. And I know we do have places out there, but they could be revamped. They could be um, revitalized. Uh, Some of the fields out there in the city does a great job of taking care of them. Don't get me wrong, but I just imagine how many tournaments we could bring in as opposed to our kids having to travel every weekend and go somewhere else. Not to mention the kind of revenue that would bring in for hotels, for restaurants, for retail. I think I think if we had more sporting events out or, or venues for these sporting events, I think it would definitely help everybody involved. Are you thinking in terms of like softball, baseball, soccer? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so my kids have grown up playing baseball and soccer um, and basketball. Uh, certainly we've got an event center for basketball. It could stand to be a little larger for to, to accommodate more teams. But, you know, the Rick Klein complex out there, and I know a few years back, they that was one of the, the bond elections. Right. And it just kind of broke my heart that that one didn't go through. You know, everything, just even from parking, you'll see a lot of people parked on the grass medians out there. Well, when you damage that stuff, that stuff costs money. So guess what? Your taxes are going to go up anyways. So quit parking on that. Right. Let's 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 approve these bond elections and and get some uh, get some good facilities. Right. We've. I mean, I my my family is a basketball family, and so we're doing local and you know out of town, sometimes out of state tournaments all the time. And even for Amarillo tournaments, just small ones, we'll have teams from Kansas coming mm-hmm. in and Southeast Colorado and Oklahoma places. 
with Amarillo being so isolated and in the middle of this large area, it's a natural draw yeah. for these big things. And just to not have enough venues for that, uh, it feels like a wasted opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah. It, um, I mean, we're the biggest city between Dallas and in Denver and Oklahoma city and Albuquerque. I mean, how many times have we heard that growing up in this area? So we, and yet we're going to Oklahoma City and Albuquerque <laughs> so we can play basketball. Exactly, exactly. And it's funny because people will say, well, that's where the competition is. Well, the competition could be here. You know, let's let's invite them. Let's give them facilities that say, that was a really great facility. That was a really great organization. Let's let's go back to that tournament. Yeah. What's your, uh, you, you, you talked about buildings in downtown Amarillo. What's your favorite building downtown? I really like that Plaza 2 building with that glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can remember as a kid that thing being built. Uh, or it seems like it was being built when I was a kid. Maybe it was built before, but I, I, I just remember seeing that beautiful blue glass whenever you drove by and just how neat that was. And it still is different from everything else downtown. We yeah. don't have an explosion of these you know, shiny glass skyscrapers like exactly. some downtowns do. So it yeah. stands out. Yeah, it does for sure. It reflects the blue sky. Yes, it does. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of Texas panhandle weather? You know, I'm a summer guy. I, I like the heat. I don't mind the triple-digit weather. Um, when that humidity creeps in with the triple-digit weather, it gets a little little rough, a little harder to breathe, but um, I like the sun. I like I like being warm. I don't like the winters. Okay. <laughs> that wind and that cold just does not mix. <laughs> when was the last time you visited Cadillac Ranch? As sad as this is, I personally have never visited Cadillac Ranch. No, my kids have. My kids have spray painted the cars. I've driven by, I've given people directions. I've never graced that those grounds out there. So uh, is that something you feel bad about as a local or do you feel like uh, I'm not missing much? Um, a little of both. I feel a little embarrassed that I've lived here my whole life and never actually visited it unless I visited when I was young and don't remember. But you know, there's so many people out there that, that are from, you know, all parts of the country and the world for that matter out there that I'm just glad they have that to, uh, to check out and enjoy. Well, you're on the record now. So somebody's going to take you out there. To <laughs> I guarantee make sure you, you get to see it. <laughs> okay. So I, I want you to align yourself with a team. Are you a Pakistan guy or Tootin' Totem? I am a Pakistan guy. Um, really it, initially it was convenience. They were, next to the neighborhood that I lived in. Now there are times where I'll drive past a couple of Tootin' Totems to get to a Pakistan. Um And really it's just the people there, uh, I feel like they're there for, you know, like people recognize me when I come in. Um, and it's not just a, a canned, hey, how are you doing? They truly know who I am when I walk through the door. And it's just kind of nice to have that familiarity. So it started as convenience and now it you feel like, more part of that community or yeah absolutely you know in in and i say it was convenience one of the first couple of times that i went in there uh, the manager of, of the one at hillside and, and coulter realized that i was in a new vehicle and i was telling him about it and and he gave me a free car wash he said here you're on me to get, get that thing washed up which was just really cool you know and when gas prices were around four dollars a yeah. gallon and I was driving a big Suburban and spending about a hundred bucks in gas. The The manager was like, man, you just dropped a hundred dollars here. Take, take a free car wash. I mean, just stuff like that, you know, really kind of won me over. Okay. That concludes our eight straight questions. Kale, I, I like to end by asking my guests to endorse something locally. So what's something you would want uh, other people who live here to know about or to experience? 
One of the greatest things that my wife and I have discovered actually last summer, and it just opened last summer, is the Starlight Ranch Theater. Um, they bring in tribute bands. They bring in locals. They bring in some big names, actually, as, as well. Uh, my wife and I first went for a Led Zeppelin tribute band last, mm-hmm. last summer. Uh, they're coming back, and we're excited about that. But it's just a great venue for families. Um, it's a great venue if you want to leave the kids at home and, and have a night out with, with your significant other or friends. They've got all kinds of things out there for the kids to do, too. Yeah, it's and, not just the outdoor amphitheater. I mean, exactly. Exactly. There. And a lot of it's free to go out there and do. So um, everybody truly has a good time when they go out there. All right. Kale Holly, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Now, I understand that most of my podcast listeners probably won't think about senior health care at all until it's time to help their parents or grandparents make those kinds of decisions. When that time comes, turn to Bivens, a long-trusted name for senior health care in Amarillo. The upscale, hospitality-driven environment at Bivens Point delivers uncompromising rehab services through state-of-the-art methods. They guarantee a personal experience and outcomes that surpass your expectations. And this is more than just me reading ad copy. Both of my Amarillo grandparents spent time at Bivens Point. My grandmother spent a couple of weeks there less than a year ago. So I know that their staff understands that every patient has unique needs. The therapy team works with every individual, with their family, with their healthcare provider to figure out the best care and treatment plan. So let's say the goal is for a patient to return home. They work with family members to explore details about their living arrangements and to help prepare them for discharge. Or, if the plan is to stay in their facility after therapy is complete, well, Bivens Point works side-by-side with the nursing staff, so each patient can function at their highest possible level. This preserves the independence they so desperately want and the dignity they deserve. If you'd like to learn more about Bivens Point or to schedule a tour of their facilities, contact Becky Davis at 806 350-2206 or visit BivensPoint.org. That's point with an E. Sabrina Meck, welcome to the Hey Amarillo podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Jason. I'm glad to be here. Well, so this is a special eight straight episode. uh, But before we get to those questions, I want to let you introduce yourself. So who are you and what do you do? Well, my name is Sabrina Meck, and I am the Director of Workforce Attraction and Retention at the Amarillo Economic Development Corporation. That's a very long title. It so tell is. Me what I like to means. tell people that I'm the Director of Attraction. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I think that sounds fun. But no, um, with the Amarillo EDC, the main mission is to uh, recruit primary business into Amarillo so that we can raise wages and have a better quality of life in our city. Um, in the past year, they've realized there's a specific need for workforce to really encourage people to work and live here. It's a lot of quality of life, which I'm super excited about. I've just been on the team for a few months, but I'm excited to engage our young people in the workforce here in Amarillo and show them that you can have literally your dream job here, um, just like you could have it anywhere, but you could stay in your community, you could give back to your community, and uh, this is a great place to both work and live. So that's what I do now. Um, I've been in the Amarillo area for a long time. I'm actually originally from Delaware, but my parents brought me to the Panhandle when I was seven. So I'm a Texan by choice and by heart. So this is definitely my home. Do you remember 
like coming to oh, Amarillo? Yeah. I mean, what was that like? Delaware is a very different Actually, place. we first moved to Dalhart, so that was a huge All culture right. shock. Um, yes, Delaware is uh, very different. Uh, we lived in a very large city, actually in Wilmington, and um, that was a culture shock for my parents for sure. And then eventually we did, we only stayed there for a couple of years. So uh, we lived out, out in the country. We wanted to do the horses thing mm-hmm. and, and kind of have that Western style of life. And, and that's kind of what we did. My dad was a commercial contractor at the time and built O'Reilly Auto Parts in Hastings okay. in the Panhandle. Is that what brought him here? I mean, uh-huh. was it that yeah. work? That- uh, yeah. He, that's what they chose. And th- like I said, they wanted to do the, the horses thing and. They always love those animals, and so that's what—that's kind of what brought us here. And your family has stayed here. It, it yep. wasn't a well, let's go try this for a while and go someplace else. No, nope. we we've stuck around, and my parents still live here, and um, my sister and I live here, and, and I absolutely love it. I always thought I would leave, mm-hmm. I did, but uh, I didn't, and I love it here. So, so uh, one more quick question about what you do. Uh, a lot of people think of the AEDC, and they think of bringing in you know big companies and trying to attract you know these these large entities to mm-hmm. Amarillo. Yours is a little more focused, I guess, on the people who work for those companies. Is that accurate? Absolutely. So I would say half of it's focused, you know, here locally because, you know, it's not necessarily if you build it, they will come. I mean, we have to build it here before we can bring in another business. So we have to make sure that um, we have people available to those companies. So it's it's an exciting task to say, how can we engage our current young people, but also when we recruit and retain employees from the outside area there's sometimes a disconnect Mm -hmm. again that culture shock when people come here they may not get acclimated um but we want to make sure that amarillo is the most welcoming city because generally that is what we hear everyone's so friendly but we want to make sure that anybody that comes to work here loves living here as well and that the people that grow up here stick around here to become part of that workforce yep okay so let's get to the eight straight questions Uh, you know the drill I'll ask you these eight questions. Your job as my guest is to answer those in whatever degree of detail and I hope I'm up for accuracy, it. honesty, everything. What is your all-time favorite Amarillo restaurant? I've heard this on your podcast before, but um, Ohm's is actually my favorite, okay. OHMS. If I'm not looking at spending you know, a chunk of cash on an evening, um, I do eat at, uh, it's a Punjabi affair okay. off Western, which is an Indian restaurant. They're pretty often. It's like down the street from my house. It's dangerous. Both are very good, but very different. Very different. So I like both of them. Okay. What's your go-to Amarillo coffee shop? Well, I gave up caffeine, unfortunately, Um, but I do like Palace Coffee a lot. I like going to the Canyon one because it reminds me of when I was in school at WT. Um, But I actually really like the new Amarillo College location. Mm -hmm. I think it's just so pretty in there. Like I love... I love the feel, so I like to have meetings there if it's I can. It's a cool space. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really big. There's a lot of places to sit with groups of people or mm-hmm. to hide in a corner, anything. I get a peppermint tea a lot now. Okay. So, so you just give it caffeine like yeah. entirely? It, it wasn't, uh, I gave it up for Lent or nope. something like that. No, nope. I gave it up. I didn't want to have to be dependent upon anything, but sometimes I miss it. That's probably <laughs> smart. Um, I don't have any intention of doing anything like that. That's Okay. Don't try to evangelize too many or anything like that. <laughs> I won't preach. What does this area have too much of? Um, well, right now we have too many traffic cones with all the construction, but I'm That's actually true. excited about it. I think people complain, but I I, I love it. It's, Why are it, you excited about it? Because it's going to open up space and make things more accessible and make our city prettier. 
and have dependable roads. I mm-hmm. think that's pretty important for a two major highway. So you can city. endure a little bit of inconvenience for for the, the long term. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What does this area not have enough of? I think we don't have enough young people involved in our political system. Okay. Um, I think that's actually a worldwide problem, but here particularly in Amarillo, um, I think there are so many brilliant people who are millennial-aged and have a lot to bring to the table, and we, I think we might have been either hurt in the past from what we've seen on television with politics and Mm -hmm. we have this kind of bad taste in our mouths but um the only way to make it better is to get involved i know that sounds so cheesy but i I really think it's true i think that if our young people were involved in the decision making processes different viewpoints it's all about representation right Mm -hmm. so different viewpoints would be would be given at a a level of influence that I think we need here in Amarillo. What would you like to see? I mean, are you thinking I'd, I'd like to see some 20 year old running for city council or something like that? Absolutely. That yeah, absolutely. Um, and not just in city council positions, but in, in positions of leadership for, um, businesses, mm-hmm. government positions, Non-profits. uh, nonprofit. Absolutely. I, I mean, I know a lot of, especially millennials, they want to make a difference. And so if you're s- sitting on those board of directors or maybe even becoming the president of that board of directors. That's so important. So I would love to see that. All right. I'm, I'm on board with that. You work downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite building in downtown Amarillo? Well, I do have a particular love for the chamber building um, at 10th and Polk because I teach Zumba on the steps of oh, the chamber building. At the uh, community market? Yes, at the Amarillo community market. And that is a blast. So that's very different from what you would regularly it's see. Less of a building, maybe it's more of like a really big house. Yes. Um, but a super interesting place to mm-hmm. take a Zumba class. If yeah. You're into that. Right on the stage or right on the steps, which is like a stage. So it's. Really is that fun. something that you'll be doing throughout the summer? Is that a mm-hmm. weekly thing for you? Um, it'll be. It'll probably be monthly. Uh, but it will be on the Amarillo Community Markets. Uh, Facebook and everything. Okay, so cool. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. What's your favorite kind of Texas Panhandle weather? Well, the fall is my favorite. Um, I have ivy that grows in my backyard, so when the weather changes, I love that it all turns to like reds and oranges. That's really pretty. I tend not to like the summer months as much. Mm-hmm. I'm actually I don't like being hot. Ugh. Well, you might want to rethink teaching Zumba but classes outside. It's true. It's true, especially during the summer. But I'm very thankful that it's not humid. I can't stand the humidity. I like that at least when it is hot here, you can have a breeze and you can cool off, and I love that. So you have memories of the humidity in Delaware. Absolutely. When you were a kid. And then every summer, well, not now, but we used to take summers and go back up there. Um, and I still go up and visit occasionally, or my grandparents in Florida. And like that stickiness right. is overwhelming. It's still like suffocating. So I like that I can breathe here. All right. When was the last time you visited Cadillac Ranch? Um, well, I did live in Bushland for a while, so I drove past it every morning and every evening. Um, when I do have family in town, I took my uncle there a couple of years ago, probably two years ago. We went when the sun was setting, so pictures okay. were really pretty. That's probably the last time I've been, but right. it's crazy how many people are always there. Yeah, there's always cars there. Every hour of the day. Like I would be driving to work at 6.30 or something and still people out there. All right. Uh, I know you are tied to the business community. You're tied to Amarillo's you know, corporate world, but I want you to identify a team. Are you a Pack-A-Sack person or a Toot and Totem person? I'm probably going to have to say Toot and Totem. Yep. And they are downtown too. So right. I, I visit that one often. 
yeah, they have my vote. Okay. Is that just proximity? Is, is that the mostly reason, proximity? Actually, my fiance used to work for them. So, uh, he has connections to a lot of okay. the people that work there. And it's funny cause we went and just picked up like a, a bottle of water last week and he saw people that he knew unpacking ice. And so just those connections okay. are also nice to know the business owners and all right. people that work there. So that's that's our eight straight questions. I like to end, Sabrina, by asking my guests to endorse something. So what would you like other people in the area to know about, to experience, to be aware of? Well, I actually do sit on the board of directors for a local nonprofit, and it is the Hope and Healing Place. Okay. I absolutely love it. Um, it's kind of a weird subject because the Hope and Healing Place offers uh, grief support groups for people who have lost a loved one. It's not a particularly feel good right? sort of endorsement, but, but, but it kind of is though. Um, it's crazy how even when I've done news stories for the hope and healing place, um, I've even had the reporter kind of break down emotionally really? and realize, Oh my gosh, I haven't grieved over someone that I lost years ago. And you just don't think about it sometimes because society generally doesn't talk about it a lot about when a loved one passes away. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's an amazing organization. I've had the opportunity to volunteer there. I have run in their half marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, I participated in the, the big cheese event. They do that annually where we have a Mac and cheese smackdown, um, which is a comfort food. Mm -hmm. So that's a really fun event for the community. We have that, uh, this year we've done it out at the Rex Baxter building. Cause how, it's gotten how so does big. the hope and healing place go about fulfilling their mission? I mean, is there support groups? Is mm -hmm. it counseling? It's how support groups. The best thing is for when someone has lost someone, it's really hard to understand unless you've gone through that loss as right. well. So that support group really makes it um, easy to come in and talk about it. Because like I said, unless you've experienced having your mother pass away or a spouse or a child, there's absolutely no way that I can connect with you and tell you I've, I'm, I'm so sorry. It just falls flat. And so if you can talk to someone who's walked through that, who still carries that grief, but can honor that loved one that mm -hmm. they've lost, it's a, it's a really amazing thing to watch. I had three people when I had heard about this organization, I had three people in my life that had lost an infant or miscarried and I wanted to help in a real way. Okay. And so, and I just never knew how I always thought these conversations around it were so weird and awkward and people felt, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to say. And so I'm so thankful that I found the hope and healing place. And now I do know how I could help. I could refer people or if anyone's listening and you know someone who's who's going through that type of pain, that you can refer them to that and you can help in a very real way. Okay. I want to ask you one follow-up question because you are a young person mm -hmm. who is serving on the board of a nonprofit. Yep. So for people like you, maybe maybe they're your age, maybe they don't quite have the connections, maybe that you have, but if they're interested in doing something like that, what steps should they take? I mean, is it as easy as contacting a an organization that they like and saying, could I serve on your board or is there a way for me to get involved? How does that work? I'll tell you the, probably the way is just to get involved and show energy. Since I am young, I told them straight out when they asked me to be on the board, I was like, I don't bring financial assistance. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still dealing with student debt. I own a home, so I can't be uh, supporting you financially. And I don't necessarily have all those connections that maybe someone that's older than me would have, but I have energy and enthusiasm and I'm ready to work. And I think that might be attractive in a lot of nonprofits, 
board members that they want someone to be involved. So I started just by helping on the committee for an event. Mm-hmm. And they liked that I was energetic and excited for it and that I, you know, posted things on social media. I mean, they they wanted someone that was supportive of their mission. And so um, that's what I would encourage you to do. Um, just get involved either by volunteering and letting someone above you know, hey, I'm really interested. Is there anything else I could do? Right. And like I said, if you bring your energy, I think they'll they'll want that. Okay. So Sabrina Mech, thank you for being on Hey Amarillo Podcast. I Thanks, appreciate Jason. it. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. And that concludes the show. Thanks to Bivens Point for sponsoring the episode. And a special thanks to my eight straight guests. You can learn more about Bahari Ritter at RitterCollective.com. And be sure to check out Tecla House on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find Kale Holly and Waypoint Advisory Services at way-point.net. And uh, Sabrina Mech and the Amarillo EDC, of course, are at amarilloedc.com. As always, you can learn more about this podcast at heyamarillo.com. You can dig through the archives. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher, anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Find us at Hey Amarillo on Twitter, also on Facebook, and at Hey Amarillo Podcast on Instagram. Anyway, thank you for listening. My name is Jason Boyette, and I'll see you next week.